Hey everybody, Donny Gardner here with the Boston Terrier Society. In today's episode, I have a special guest. She is the founder of Soundtown Canine Massage. Her name's Heidi, and she specializes in giving dogs massages. And I would have never thought about this as an option for Bella. She actually has arthritis and hip issues. Um, so it could be very beneficial for your Boston Terrier or just any dog that you might have, especially if they're elderly. So I hope you enjoy this. She talks about a lot of great benefits. Um, some things really surprised me. So enjoy. Thanks. Perfect. Um, so yeah, Heidi, if you could just tell me a little bit about your company, um, what you do, and kind of how it got started. Okay. Well, my name is Heidi Hesse, and my company is called Soundhound Canine Massage, and I am a nationally certified canine massage therapist. Um, so how I got started in all of this, I I had a, my last dog, I have Old English Sheepdogs, had a back injury, and I took her in for acupuncture, I took her in for chiropractic, and one of my friends suggested massage. So I went to the uh, the other woman in the Twin Cities, I live in Minneapolis, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, is nationally certified. And I would say maybe after three or four sessions, I really started to notice a difference with my dog where she didn't hesitate going up steps as much. She seemed to have a little bit more of a spring in her step. And I was just actually really, really impressed with the results. So I thought, I have to look into this and find out, you know, how how, how I can do more about this and how what I can do. So I yeah. did some research and there's a, I would say, a handful of schools around the country that teach canine massage. I went to the Chicago School of Canine Massage um, for two reasons. Number one, it's proximity to me because I had to travel to go to school there. And number two, it was it. It had a, it was very hands on, and I, I don't think you can learn massage online. So right. you know, you really kind of you. I, a lot of people do. So I wanted to go somewhere where I could actually have somebody show me what was you know hands on massage. So I did. Let's see, their level one and level two classes, and uh, finished both of those, and then I studied for the national exam, which is uh, a. a really long five-hour test that's pretty comprehensive and pretty intense mm-hmm. and now not a lot of people do it but I'm I think it adds a little legitimacy to the to the profession so right. I am now one of the two people in the Minneapolis St. Paul area that's nationally certified wow but before this and everything did you have any like background training dogs or was this just kind of like you saw what worked for your dog and it kind of inspired um, you Yes and yes. Um, in my other life, I am a sound engineer. So I, which hence the name Soundhound Canine Massage. Um, but um, for the past 20 some odd years, I have had, my dogs have all been therapy dogs. So we visit at hospitals and libraries and things like that. And my, uh, I was one of their tester observers. So the people, people who would evaluate new dogs and their owners and teams to see if they would be, you know, a good fit for therapy work. So, okay. and, and and I know it's trite to say, but I've had a dog ever since I was two and they've always been part of the family. So I've just always, you know, animals have always been a huge part of my life. Right. Yeah. So as far as sound engineer, I don't know what that is. 
What is that exactly? A sound engineer. Well, I have, um, for the past 20 plus years, worked with a, a couple of different cameramen and mm-hmm. we do, um, it's a film and video. We work for a okay, lot of like, so like literally. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like we work for like news magazine shows, like NBC is one of my big clients. I have a quick little shoot for CNN next week, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So totally unrelated to, from canine massage. Yeah, but still something yeah, that you're passionate about. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good job most days. I mean, I just don't <laughs> want to have to carry heavy equipment till I'm 65. So right, you know, canine massage is kind of a nice. You know, spending time with dogs is a little bit easier than carrying heavy equipment. So right. Um, so as far as the canine massage, like, what is a, a typical client? Is this a healthy dog or a dog you're trying to rehabilitate for you personally? I, as far as your clients. I would say, well, as far as my clientele right now, I would say, mm, let's see, maybe about 65% of them are elderly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like the dogs start maybe at around, depending on the size of the dog, maybe at around 10 years of age, they start slowing down and owners start trying to figure out different ways that they can help their dog and keep them, you know, comfortable and mobile into their golden years. Um, I would say... Hmm. I, I always have like a lot of dogs. I mean, the most prevalent surgery that we deal with is um, ACL sur- surgery, or it's actually mm-hmm. CCL in dogs, the cranial cruciate ligament surgery. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of, I work out a couple days a month. I work out of a veterinary clinic in town and we, you know, they have a rehab department and all that. And I help with the massage portion of it okay. and helping get the, getting them back, you know, because if you can get a dog with, an injury you know, or have had surgery and start doing massage right away. It, one of my clients, it just, she recovered so well, you would not have known she had surgeries, which is so wonderful. Right. Um, I, I also have some dogs that have uh, some kind of stress, you know, they're, they're like high anxiety dogs and they don't know how to calm down. I've had a few that are touch reactive you know, they're, you know, a lot of it, you spend a lot of time building trust and getting them to trust you to actually let you touch them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of it helping for anxiety. Is that, oh, would yeah. that be fair to say? That is very fair to say. I mean, there's like a, there's a lot of benefits of massage. And I would say reducing stress and anxiety is a huge one. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it also, you know, like it helps with joint and muscle pain. Um, it'll, it'll, it boosts the immune system and it, you know, improves like flex- flexibility and your circulation. I mean, it's it's great for like canine athletes. I have a couple of those as well as in hunting dogs and agility dogs, you know, because they're, I mean, it's like an athlete. They're really pushing it. So they sometimes they come in for recovery massage. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it pretty much, right. I think it helps, you know, provide comfort in any stage of life. I mean, I, en- I end up with a, a lot of sometimes I'm one of the people that, you know, a lot of dogs come to when they're towards the end and mm-hmm. their owners just want them to provide any kind of comfort they possibly can. Okay. So, which I'm incredibly honored that they, you know, allow me to be part of such a, you know, a, a very significant event. So. Right. Yeah. As far as like, um, Oh, I'm trying to think as far as anybody getting a dog massage, would you recommend this to anybody or is it kind of just that elderly um, no, I think anybody can covering. benefit. I mean, I, I've had like, even I had like a, a service dog who's a regular client and 
you know, he's only three years old, but, you know, they kind of want to do it as uh, as like a little bit of a treat. And they also want, you know, just to keep him in the best condition that he can possibly be in just mm-hmm. so he can, you know, stay with them longer. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I love working with my old dogs. They are like the sweetest, most grateful dogs in the world. <laughs> but if you can start a little sooner, the sooner mm-hmm. you start, you know, the longer the benefits are going to last for you. I mean, if, if I would have known that I would have started with my dog right after her back injury, you know, and I ended right. up waiting a few years and, you know, that's, you know, cause Sometimes they, you've had like had a client who had a shoulder injury, and there was so much scar tissue up by the time she came to me. It was a lot of work to even get things moving a little bit. Mm, yeah. So I mean, my, years well, of scar tissue is hard to move. So. Yeah, on my Boston, she has. Uh, it's only whenever it's cold out, but she'll get uh, just stiff joints. I, I oh, bet sure. that would definitely help. Oh, very much so. Um, as far as the age, oh, go ahead. No, no, go. I mean, as far as an age, I would say, well, I mean, any time is fine, but it depends mm-hmm. on, you know, the, and it all, you know, for, for elderly dogs, I mean, it's, boy, how should I say this? Say, I mean, you know, younger dogs live longer and they don't have as much mm-hmm. weight on them. So, you know, starting a little later is probably not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, and it really does depend on what you're going for. Some dogs have, like, I have a tripod dog who is, you know, a little three-legged dog who's in great shape. But once a month, her parents get her a massage just because they want to, you know, because she's compensating with other muscles for right. the, her missing limb. So, and those really get worked twice as hard as they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, they, they, you know, she's doing great. She's in good shape. But, you know, once a month, she gets her little massage just to kind of keep her in a great shape. Yeah. How often should dogs, whenever you take on a client, or the, you know, for a person, you know, they recommend like no more than three a week as far as massage. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of the same uh, guidelines or? Well, when you first start, um, massage for dogs is such a, a different experience. I mean, dogs are used to being touched, but not the way that a massage therapist touches them. So mm-hmm. I recommend usually when you first start out, to at least do it once a week for until the dog starts to get comfortable or depending on what you're seeing the dog for, you know, until you start to see some results. And then you can mm-hmm. start tapering off and, you know, maybe one the you know, every week and a half, maybe two weeks. I have one dog right now who had CCL surgery and she, I see her every three weeks and she seems to be doing great. I have one client who's a 15 year old little schnauzer, mini schnauzer. And I see him every week. So it, it depends on, you know, what kind of stuff they have going on and the age of the dog and I guess the financial resources of the owners and, you know, what, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you can provide your dog. Yeah. As far as, um, oh, like packages and whatnot that you offer, um, mm-hmm. is it a monthly subscription or... Because I know, like, my yeah. wife does massaging, and that's a monthly subscription on the human um, side. Right. Um, I offer, I have packages where it's pretty much you pay for, it's a massage package where you pay for four massages, and the fifth one is free. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so there's at least a little financial incentive to, you know, to continue on, and it makes it a little bit easier on, you know, the the person who's paying for it to actually have that. 
And right. I will say, the, the, I mean, the the first time I see a dog, I, it's called an initial consult and full body massage. So it usually lasts for about 60 to 75 minutes because we do a, a, a complete medical intake and discuss what our goals are for the massage. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, you want to know everything you need to know about that dog. I mean, are they on medications? Have they had surgeries? You know, it's, right. you know, everything you can, you know, that could kind of answer questions about what, you know, what we need to do to help this dog feel better. Mm-hmm. As far as, I know elderly dogs, you see, um, oh, an agility type dog. What's the normal, I guess, what's your, the most dogs that you've seen as far as dog type in your as far as dog uh, in my practice, I would say elderly dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I will say dogs with arthritis, and most of the time, they're elderly dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the dogs dog that have arthritis are dogs who have had an injury, and now they have arthritis. But okay. but yeah, I would say dogs with arthritis who are, by and large, the oldsters. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular dog breed that you've come across? Um, that has more issues than others, you mean? Yeah. Or- uh-huh. Wow. Um, you know, each breed is totally, yeah, yeah, totally individualized, you know, cuz like mm-hmm. a lot of the smaller breeds like a Boston Terrier, they have, you know, might have issues with luxating patellas and a lot of the larger dogs like your golden retrievers or even shepherds have hip issues and it's each breed has its kind of, you know, or a longer dog, say a basset hound or a, a dachshund, mm-hmm. a lot of times have back issues. So yeah, every breed is different, and you know, and if it's a if it's a mixed breed, you you just you're never even sure on that one. You know, you just have to wait and see which what's going to come out. Right. Um, so as far as like Boston's in particular, um, mm-hmm. I know you've handled a few Boston. Is there anything maybe you could say to the listeners to look out for as far as something that might steer them to going to get a massage? Hmm. So something to look out for to encourage a massage? Is that yeah. what you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to remember back to my my little Boston was named Pearl that I most <laughs> recently saw. Um, well, she was having – she actually had um, like some sort of nerve damage in her back. So that doesn't really – that's not – across the board with, uh, with other, uh, other Boston's. So, mm-hmm. I mean, with little dogs, I mean, it's especially, you know, that they have a lot of energy and they can get hurt a lot easier because they're smaller and more fragile and they're not right. as dense of a body. So there's something, there's that. I, I'm not sure about, I mean, a lot of smaller dogs have luxating patellas, which is the, your little kneecap can slide mm-hmm. in and out of place, which can be an issue. Right. Um, depending on their their uh, gait and their posture, some of them um, their front legs kind of slightly rotate out, and if that's the case, then the muscles are getting used differently. So that's something that you know you could kind of focus on the muscles of the front if they're actually rot. I mean, that's very typical in that kind of breed is to actually have that sort of a stance there. But it's right. depending on how far it rotates out, it could be something to be concerned about. Okay. So, yeah, it, dep- it depends on your dog's, act- you know, you always want to look out for your dog's activity level. Have you noticed that something's changed right. recently? I mean, and also, anytime, I mean, 
if, if any of this ever happens, I would say, number one, go to your vet and get some sort of a general idea. I mean, I've had right. a few people who have called me first before they call the vet. And when I get there, I look at, I look at them and say, you need to go to the vet first. And then when you come back, then we'll work together because, you know, I, I can't diagnose. I, right. I can help with, help in recovery and I can help you feel better. But there's, you know, and I have, you know, I can suspect things, but I don't have any veterinary training. Mm-hmm. Would you say before anyone should book an appointment with you to go see their vet first or? I would say it depends on the reason you're thinking of okay. booking an appointment. I mean, if it's an elderly dog, you probably already know that it has arthritis. Right. Um, if it's a, uh, a dog that's got stress and anxiety and high, you know, really high anxiety issues, you already know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but if you suspect there's some, some other underlying condition, I would definitely say go to the vet first to find out, you know, what's going on. I mean, and even if it is a dog that might just have arthritis, it's good to know. Like a lot of times I will get a client in and they said, well, yeah, we're pretty sure he has arthritis. And I'll say, well, where do you think the arthritis is? Well, on his back legs. It's like, well, are we talking hips? Are we talking knees? You know, it's, you know, it's always nice to have the guidance of a vet. I mean, it's, I love it. I actually work with uh, uh, the woman who's in charge of integrative medicine at the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, is an acupuncturist. And she, one of my clients, she'll always send notes back. She goes, well, today when I saw Bodie, I, I noticed this and this. So if maybe you can work on that and that. So it's really nice to have guidance because she, you know, she's going to notice things that I probably won't notice, you know, right. in her exam. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I try to work with vets as much as I possibly can in that respect because it's really nice to know. And uh, like a rehab uh, vet technicians as well. Okay. So they they I, I get sent a lot of people through the, the vet technicians that I know. Um, as far as so we kind of talked about the benefits and everything. Are there any right negatives? Um. I wouldn't necessarily call it negatives. I would say there's definitely contraindications, you know, times that you just should not do massage, mm-hmm. you know, and those, and those are, I think, fairly obvious. Like if there's any open sores or if they have like acute inflammation, like, you know, redness and swelling, um, like if there's any broken bones or an infectious mm-hmm. disease. Right. Um, I would say like diarrhea is always, there's something going on. So you might not want to be dealing, you know, you don't want to be moving stuff around if there's diarrhea and it could, you know, make matters worse. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I will say some dogs just, it's pretty rare, but there are some dogs that just are not going to let you do the massage. And, right. you know, that's not a negative. That's just the dog. I mean, I had a dog where they would put a muzzle on him when I would show up because he was recovering from surgery. And eventually I, I wasn't able to touch the dog, but I pretty much taught the owners what to do as best I could so they could do it because the dog would allow the owner to touch them. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say most dogs, you you know, it might take, you might lay right down in your lap in the very first session and you're able to do whatever you need. Other dogs may, might take three or four, you know, five sessions to actually really get comfortable with the whole concept of massage. I had one little dog who is a, she was a beagle bulldog mix and she, I've been seeing her for, (laughs) she's a, she's a super high energy. She would come into the room and she'd run and run and run and run. And she'd be, she would not calm down. And now she comes into the room. She lay down on the mat. She rolls off around to her side. And 
she waits and I play some music for her and she starts, she falls asleep within five minutes of coming to the room because she's, she's done it so long that she knows this is her time and she relaxes and she gets her massage. So, which is wonderful. Um, as far as, so you teaching people, sometimes that happens. I saw that you have group classes on your website. Is that what those group classes are all about? Uh, pretty much some different organizations. I mean, I've taught like a service dog organization and a few therapy dogs organizations. Um, I did a, like a, and different breed groups like Newfoundland. They, they have me come in and I do a little talk and then we pretty much do, you know, I teach them some really basic stuff that they can do at home to kind of mm-hmm. just keep their dog, you know, feeling good and giving them a little treat at the end of the day. So. And you know, it's it's just it's it's anything that you know it's a lot of it's pretty basic. I mean, I don't want them you know trying to you know release trigger points or anything like that, but some nice right. basic massage techniques that you you know it's kind of like you know when you if you have a sore neck and somebody offers to give you a neck massage and they're not a professional massage therapist, it still feels mm-hmm. good and it right. still helps. It might not mm-hmm. be you know as wonderful as a massage therapist, but it still I think every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. So as far as people that, you know, don't live in the Twin Cities, um, mm-hmm. do you have any resources, like videos or something like that to share with people, or is it pretty much your local? Hmm. Well, I personally, I mean, I actually was thinking of, <laughs> strange that you'd say that, I was actually talking to my cameraman friend the other day of maybe starting to do a few little videos, you know, that I could put on my website or on Facebook or, you know, Instagram or something like that, just you know, saying, you know, demonstrating one really simple technique for this, for the day or something. Um, It's really tough because there's a lot of them out there and some of them are really good and some of them really are not. Right. So um, I would say there's um, the, uh, it's NBCAM, it's N-B-C-A-M-M. It's the National Board of Certification for Animal Acupressure and Massage. That's the national organization that I am nationally certified through. Okay. And I mean if people are looking for massage therapists, they have a they that you can go on there and they have a list of all the nationally certified folks that are and that they have it listed by state. Okay. So that's I mean that's a really great starting point for right. finding, um, you know, somebody that I know has probably, you know, if they had to take the tests that I had to take, they really know their stuff. Okay. And that's pretty much the same thing as far as referral business to you, I guess. If somebody is looking for someone, just go to that uh, national organization. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that would be a great starting point. Um, It depends on where you are in the country. A lot of veterinarians might not have, you know, they they might be able to refer you to somebody or at least have heard of somebody. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of surprising. I would say there's right now there's probably maybe uh, a half a dozen folks in the Twin City metro area that really, really know what they're doing mm-hmm. that I would be, you know, if I can't take you on as a client because I'm too busy, I can ref- I would be feel very comfortable referring to. And right. I, I think bigger cities are going to have better luck. Smaller cities, it might be a little bit harder. You might have to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the massage that I do is I do in-home massage because it's a strange enough process as it is. So I want the dog to be in a place that he's the most comfortable. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I go to people's homes and I, but I do also work out of a vet clinic a couple days a month and I work out of a doggy daycare a couple days a month just 
kind of covering all the bases to try and get as much massage out there as we possibly can. Right. Well, once you make those videos, let me know, and I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, I just got this fancy new iPhone, so that might, yeah. be, might be sooner than later, so ah, you never perfect. know. Uh-huh. Um, well, anything else that you'd want to share before we kind of wrap up here? Um, Boy, I would just say give it a try. I mean, massage is – the one thing I've found is a lot of people are still kind of hesitant about mm-hmm. – because they, most people don't do massages for themselves. So right. why would they do it for their dogs? So a lot of times when, you know, I tell people I'm a canine massage therapist, they say, oh, really? Well, and I'll <laughs> say, well, what's that all about? And I'll say, well, oh, have you ever had a massage? And they say, no. And you go, okay. So we're literally starting from ground zero, you know, and you have right. to explain the benefits and why you would want to do that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I would just say keep an open mind and explore whatever you possibly can to help your dog for whatever their needs are. And if massage is part of that, fantastic. You know, there's a million other options out there in everything from laser, cold laser to acupuncture to chiropractic. But you know, I would say at least keep an open mind and, and try massage and try it, you know, a couple of times to see if it might be something that would really benefit your dog. Right. It sounds like you need to do it a couple of times, actually, to get the full... Exactly. You know, dog calm and in exactly. Right I mean, it, it. Well, yeah. Like it depends on the dogs. I've got a golden retriever who pretty much the first time I met him draped himself on me and I couldn't get him off my lap. Mm-hmm. So some dogs are totally with great with it, and other dogs it takes a it takes a little bit of time. Uh-huh. Um, well, as far as people reaching out to you and contacting you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, well, you can check out my website, which is www.soundhoundmassage.com. And my, you can kind of, there's an e- link to click on that. You can send me an email through that. I also am on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. Okay. And I'll, I'll put all those links uh, in the show notes, of course. Super. All right. Um, yeah. Well, thanks again for taking the time to do this and everything. Um, Well, I hope I gave you all the information that you need. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to get more videos or podcast sessions like this, be sure to click the subscribe button. And I look forward to seeing you guys again. Thanks. Bye.